0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, we are going to be covering part two of the Transformers movie series. So last, I guess, two weeks ago, previously on Fluently Forward, we were talking about Shia LaBeouf with X Knows All, um, you know, the star of the Transformers movies. But was he? You know what I mean? Was he really the star? Because when I think of Transformers, I do think of Megan Fox bent over a car, some sort of car. People probably know what the car is. I think it was yellow. To me, it's like that scene, you know, in psychology classes where you watch a video and kids are passing around a basketball. And then at the end, they're like, did you see the dancing gorilla that like went through all the kids passing the ball back and forth? And that scene of Megan Fox bent over the car, someone could be like, did you know she was bent over a car? And I would have been like, you she could have been on the moon. She could have been in Antarctica. I actually have no idea what she was bent over. In fact, I was looking at the small of her back. And obviously, you know, some of these stars that we talk about, you know, they're bigger or less big in the news. I would say Shia LaBeouf was a lot larger back in the day than he is now. But we have the inverse going on for Megan Fox because obviously she's now dating Machine Gun Kelly. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of things that we're going to be covering on So we're going to go over a little bit about Megan Fox. Of course, we're going to go into her blind items. And then we are going to talk about her and Michael Bay. He is the uh, last head of the dragon, I guess, if we're talking about the Transformers movies. He was the director of the Transformers movies, and there's just a lot of drama with him and other different movie directors and things like that. Let's basically say that this episode is about Megan Fox and Michael Bay because they just have such a crazy history together. Now, you may or may not know that Megan Fox was in the first two Transformers movies, but not the third one. And she gave some quotes to the press about Michael Bay, the director, uh, comparing him to Hitler, things like that. They had a lot of quotes back and forth with each other. So, of course, I was really excited to dive into their blind items and kind of see, you know, what's rumored to be going on behind the sound bites. There's a lot, there's a shit ton. So we'll do Megan Fox first, her blind items, then we'll do the blind items of her and Michael Bay, then we will do Michael Bay, and then we will do Michael Bay's blind items. That's like a weird uh, tongue twister there. So, I mean, what are we waiting around for? Let's get right on into it and let's start with Megan Fox herself. So Megan Fox, uh, depending on if you are a guy, a straight guy or a girl or a gay guy or anything else like that, it's going to kind of vary on where you know of Megan Fox from. You either know of her from Transformers or you know of her from Jennifer's Body and potentially um, the Lindsay Lohan movie Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Love that movie. And you may or may not know of her from New Girl, but I feel like, like Megan Fox was already known before New Girl. That's what I think. So she was actually born in Tennessee, which I find kind of fascinating. I just, to me, she's very much like, very much a Cali girl. Also, just the idea that she's born in Tennessee, just, it makes her so very human. And to me, I don't even think of her as being born. I just kind of think that she was crafted from Adam's left rib in a very like godly sense. So her parents divorced when she was three. She was raised by her mother and her stepfather and... She went to Catholic school for 12 years. All this week on Instagram, I'm going to be posting Megan Fox like rare photos and her like sexiest top hit photos and things like that. I swear to God, like I have this image of Megan Fox in a Catholic schoolgirl uniform and I have to look it up because I just, I know that it exists. And I just think this is fascinating because attending a Catholic school for 12 years And then also being an international, world-renowned sex symbol. If you put both of those things in a Venn diagram and you're like, okay, who's in the middle of that Venn diagram where they're both a sex symbol and they went to Catholic school for over a decade? I think it's only Megan Fox who would be in it. You know what I mean? So at age five, she started taking dance and drama lessons. And then at age 10, she moved to St. Pete, Florida, where I used to live. So shout out to St. Pete. Now, here we, uh, I think my opinions are going to be a little bit controversial on this next section, but let's talk about her time in middle school. So Megan Fox says that in middle school, she was bullied a lot, and she talks about eating lunch in the bathroom to avoid being pelted with ketchup packets, which um, I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that at all. Trust me. I understand how hard it is to be a girl in middle school. I was also a very awkward girl in middle school. I'm sure it's very hard in a different way to be a hot girl in middle school because y- you see throughout photos, Megan Fox has never been ugly. She's she's basically always been gorgeous. Um, but I will say the type of bullying that I experienced in middle school would be like very passive aggressive girl types of bullying. I don't know if this like ever happened to you But I remember in middle school like you had to rush to get to the lunch table during lunch period because I think there were like 12 people in our friend group and the lunch table could only fit 10 and if you didn't make it in like you had to sit by yourself like people were bitches in middle school Anyway, things like that, but what I'm saying is, like, even the nerdiest person at my middle school, if they were ever being pelted with ketchup packets, like, I'm pretty sure people would say knock it off. At the very least, the teachers would, but okay, whatever. So she's eating lunch in the bathroom to avoid being pelted with ketchup packets. Now, here we go. She said that the problem was not her looks, but that she had, quote, always gotten along better with boys, and that, quote, rubbed some people the wrong way. Fox also said that she was never popular in high school, and that, quote, everyone hated me, and I I was a total outcast, my friends were always guys, I have a very aggressive personality and girls didn't like me for that. I've had only one great girlfriend my whole life. And once again, I'm not shaming anyone, I know that we're very much in the era of loving Megan Fox and apologizing to her for how we treated her in the past and things like that, Um, but I will say that quote does make me raise my eyebrows a little bit, and I'm sorry if it's like very shit to say, but... I do think that if a girl doesn't have other female friends, I do find that really suspicious. And also just because, like, I've already done the research on Megan Fox, I just feel like these quotes kind of align. Okay. You know how like if you're trying to spot a narcissist and you're talking to someone and they're telling you all these stories and it's never their fault, you know, like they're telling you a story you go out and get lunch and they're like, my coworker was like so mean and they totally took credit for this project. And you're like, oh my God, girl, that sucks. And then you see them the next time and they're like, this flight attendant was like so rude to me. It was so messed up. You're like, oh my God, like that's crazy. Like she was so mean to you. And of course, like all of her exes are crazy and then all of her friends betray her. And after you hear all of these stories, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Like, it's kind of like how Tana Mojo always has a crazy story time video for YouTube. It's like that many horrific things where you're the victim doesn't just happen to one person. So either kind of you're exaggerating or something's a little bit different here. I don't know. And look, I was awkward in middle school. I was fucking bullied in middle school for my hair, for my acne, for all of this shit. But I never, you know what I mean? Like, I still had girlfriends. It's just that we were all nerdy together. So, anyway, I just find it a little bit suspicious. So, let's talk about how she got into acting. In 2001, she made her acting debut in the romantic comedy Holiday in the Sun. Brianna Wallace, messages, please. Certainly, Miss Wallace. And how is your father today? in the casino. Wondering why this is taking so long? I'm sorry. Thank you. And thank you. Next time, take a number. Welcome to Atlantis. Hi. Bye. She was like this spoiled brat heiress um, who was fighting with one of the Olsen twins because it was a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. And I have to say, that's pretty crazy to have your acting debut be in a with an Olsen, like playing alongside them. I just think that's pretty impressive. Then, of course, she was in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Love that movie. She was also in some, like, ABC sitcom show. And then finally, da-da-da, Transformers. And that was what really put her on the map as, like, holy fuck, look at Megan Fox. Then she was in Jennifer's Body, she was in This Is 40, Um, of course she was in A New Girl, she was in a few things afterwards, but really like not much, not enough to be an A-list movie star. Although I would say that she's A-list now, but it's, it's more so for name recognition. Okay, also let me know if you had heard of this before. I thought that it would have, like, come up on my For You page or something. I had no idea about this, but in, you know, scrolling through her Wikipedia page, it says Megan Fox will play a role in the film Taurus, a musical drama aside Machine Gun Kelly, Naomi Wilde, and Lil to Her So I hadn't heard of this. Um, A film named Taurus with Machine Gun Kelly, which is funny because now all of a sudden I'm like PR relationship. I definitely don't think they're in a PR relationship mainly because I haven't even fucking heard of this film. So let me know if you've heard of it. Now, of course, the main thing that she was known for is being, let's see here, Chris Lee of the Los Angeles Times called her a sex symbol of the highest order and said that she was the first bona fide sex symbol of the 21st century. And I think when you think of sex symbols, you think of Marilyn Monroe, you think of Angelina Jolie, you think of Megan Fox, you think of Margot Robbie... I'm trying to think now, do you ever think of um, singers as sex symbols? I guess Britney Spears kind of was at one point, but for some reason I feel like it's it's mostly contained to actresses. Anyway, well speaking of other sex symbols, I want to talk about her tattoos. So she first started getting tattoos at age 19, and she said she wanted to get them as a form of self-expression... She has over nine known tattoos and one of them is a picture of Marilyn Monroe's face on her right forearm and a quote on her shoulder. Anyway, there was an author who said that like her Marilyn Monroe tattoo was like an implicit way that she was claiming Marilyn Monroe's legacy as Hollywood's leading sex symbol and then Megan Fox ended up removing the Marilyn Monroe tattoo and a bunch of laser surgeries because she felt like Marilyn Monroe's life was full of negativity and she didn't want to emulate it so what did Megan have to say about this obviously she was huge huge in uh, transformers but then she did some movies you know afterwards and in between that really just like did not perform well and in an interview in 2010 she said quote my biggest regret is that I've assisted the media in making me into a cartoon character I don't regret what has happened to me but I regret the way that I have dealt with it and I kind of feel two ways on this. I feel number 1, yes, of course, like it I can't even imagine how frustrating it must be to have the media and giant magazines completely twist your words as we remember from the Miley Cyrus Nicki Minaj feud where she went Miley what's good and Miley was like, "Nicki, you you know how the media loves to like twist words. I still have love for you, blah blah." Basically, we know that quotes get taken out of context and twisted around all of the time. That being said, like It can't, you know, I'm sure it happens a few times, but as we will go through this episode today, Megan Fox has had, like, about 20, like, pretty fucking egregious out there quotes, and she said that in 2010. She's like you know, like my regret is that I assisted the media in making me into a cartoon character. And, you know, in the year of our Lord, 2022, she's talking about how she manifested MGK when she was four years old, how they drink each other's fucking blood, getting an engagement ring with like thorns in it that hurt her, posting to Instagram that she cut a hole in her jumpsuit so that way her and MGK could have sex in it and... I don't know. It's kind of giving me a little bit of Kristen Bell and Dak Shepherd where it's like, okay, if you in interviews consistently say like outrageous things, people are going to think that you're outrageous. Or if you consistently talk about how much you fight in your marriage, people are going to think that your marriage is unhappy. And like of course every single person is a multifaceted human being and they're very multidimensional and they're not just a few quotes that they give in an interview, but like goddamn, do you know what I mean? Like If you don't want to be seen as a cartoon character, maybe only do like one crazy quote per month, not week so I don't know that's why do I sound like a hater I'm not a hater I just maybe I got a little bit suspicious after the the middle school quotes or whatever but I just think you know if you were self-aware enough in 2010 to know that the media can manipulate you into a cartoon character and then everything happened in the news where it's like you know what we need to forgive Megan Fox like justice for Megan Fox do you remember that huge narrative that took over it's like yes now's your time what are you gonna do with this the spotlight's on you you have the microphone and and then she takes the microphone and she's like I actually like to suck blood off of his cock and then we go into a sauna and we take crystals and we put them up our ass and then we pray to a god that you've never heard of and then we get a quinoa bowl and it's like okay now and we're back to square one moving along to some other things uh in 2009 she was actually one of the victims of the bling ring if you've heard of them there were a bunch of like kid criminals I guess who went into different celebrities houses and would rob them and she was dating Brian Austin Green at the time this was before they were married and they stole a bunch of things from his residence that she had in there something you probably already knew about Megan Fox is that she has I'm probably going to mispronounce this Brock de. you know what I'm not even going to say it She has a form of something that begins with a B and it's called clubbed thumb. And this fact will always stick out to me because I just remember in high school, everybody was like, Megan Fox is so fucking hot, but she has toe thumbs (laughs) and everybody was so gleeful over it. It's actually like I really think it's very fascinating the psychology of people like Megan Fox and Madison Beer who are just so unbelievably attractive that it really just shows like the horrific nature of the human spirit where people are like I fucking am looking for a reason to hate you because you are so pretty. And when people found out that she had like a clubbed thumb they were like yes 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 like today is my day. I like that she has clubbed thumbs. I have bunions, which are like the clubbed thumb of the foot. So we're not so we're not so different, you and me, Megan Fox. All right, we're getting to more of her quotes. Oh god. May I think I might hate Megan Fox. I don't hate her, it's just all of these quotes, and I feel like I sound like such a bitch, and people are gonna be like, you sound like such a bitch, just like let her live. But I feel like you're going to agree with me on this quote that's coming up here real soon. So, okay. Megan Fox has said publicly that she has a general distrust and dislike of men. And the perception of her as a, quote, wild and crazy sex pot is false because she is asocial and has only been sexually intimate with her childhood sweetheart emphasis on the childhood we'll get to that later Um, who is Brian Austin and Brian Austin Green and she said that she's an introvert she would rather stay at home instead of going out and she talks a lot about how she cannot have sex with someone that she does not love all of that it's like great I love that you are in Catholic school for like 12 years I feel like that makes sense now now here's where the quotes take a little bit of a turn She is bisexual and said that she believes that, quote, all humans are born with the ability to be attracted to both sexes. Love it. She said in 2009, I have no question in my mind about being bisexual, but I'm also a hypocrite. I would never date a girl who is bisexual because that means they also sleep with men. And men are so dirty that I'd never want to sleep with a girl who had slept with a man bitch, that's you. Do you know what I mean? Like I, some of these quotes, it's just like reeking to me of like pick me girl behavior. You know the whole thing like girls are so awful like I like I'm not even friends with like any of them like they're so mean to me they like don't even like me. I really only like guys but I'm like a super super virginal girl and like I've only like had sex with my childhood sweetheart and I'm like such a nerd and I'm bisexual but I would never date a girl who is bisexual because they slept with men and men are dirty. I'm like I feel like you don't like women and you don't like men and you don't like anyone. Also, if anyone's going to hate bisexuals, let it be lesbians who have been, like, burned before in the past by, like, pouring their heart out to someone and then they end up going, oh, actually, you know what, I I, I think that, you know, I'm questioning I'm going to be with a guy instead and completely burning someone. But a bisexual who doesn't want to sleep with another bisexual because they slept with men and men are so Dirty. Like that, to me, that's just like reeking of so much like judgment. Like, oh, like you did this in your past. Like, I could never be with you because like what I've done is so much better and pure. And like you've done something dirty. So like I could never, but, but you did the same thing. Like, oh my God. Anyway, I'm obviously getting very triggered because I think it strikes a little bit close to home for me, but I just think it's a little bit fucked up. All right. Well, speaking of fucked up, let's talk about her relationship with Brian Austin Green. So, She began dating him, he's a fellow actor, in 2004 after they met on the set of Hope and Faith. Now, get this, she was 18 years old and he was a thirday. And according to Megan Fox, he was initially hesitant to be in a relationship with her because of the age difference. And she said, quote, I had to convince him that I was slightly more responsible and well-spoken and had other things to bring to the table besides being 18. Just wait until we get into their blind items because he sounds like a piece of shit. So six years later, they got married June 24th in 2010. Then five years later, she filed for divorce. And then a year later, they were back together and expecting their third child. Okay. Then three years after that, she filed to dismiss the divorce. And they were like, okay, great. They have three sons. But then a year after that, (laughs) in 2020... They announced that they had separated after nearly 10 years of marriage. And this is what's really interesting is that in May of 2020, Brian announced that they had separated. And in June of 2020, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly went public about their relationship, which was just one month after they announced their you know, divorce and separation. Which, of course, I know both for regular couples and celebrities, when you announce your divorce, it's, you know, it's probably something that like together you worked on internally and maybe you had a conversation about it like a year ago. But, you know, I, I didn't know that that happened so quickly within time span of a month. And as we get into the blind items, allegedly Brian did not know that things would be going on that quickly either. Well, we didn't really take, we didn't take time off. I mean, the reality, the reality is she was 18 when I met her and she went through an enormous just change in her life, obviously. Now, before we get into the blind item and the alleged controversies, let's talk about some real controversies that exist. This is one that fucking just cracked me up. It's, it's, don't you love, I call it uh crossover episodes when a bunch of celebrities that you never would have thought knew each other or have ever been together in person like a story comes out about all of them and you're like what like this is some great crossover episode so megan fox has spoken about how she partied a little bit too hard at the 2009 golden globes so (laughs) she told this in an interview with who what where and she said that she was sitting at a table with blake lively and the Jonas Brothers, and the table had giant bottles of, guys, I I am so not classy, I don't even know how to pronounce this, Moet Champagne? Moet, maybe? Whatever, it's like probably expensive champagne. I drink Prosecco. And she said, quote, I went through multiple glasses of that, and then she became so belligerent and said a bunch of shit that she shouldn't have said on the red carpet, and she blacked out, And, um, I just have to say that Megan Fox blacking out at the Golden Globes at the table with Blake Lively and the jaw bras, um, is probably like the best Mad Lib that I could ask for. I just want to know what each of the individual Jonas Brothers was doing. I want to know if Frankie was there. Oh, and this is another one too. She said in an interview with Express, you got to love, I will say this. Here's what I'll say about Megan Fox. Are the quotes a little bit unhinged? yes. But I also fucking love that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do have to say, like, I love that. I do love someone who speaks their mind anyone who speaks freely and gives an opinion and they hold it strongly, even if it's a, an opinion that like I don't agree with as long as it's not like you know <laughs> denying the Holocaust or things like that, um, I'm like, yeah, speak it. like I just love to hear people say what they think and truly feel and especially you know nowadays everyone just self-censors themselves so you don't really get a lot of that. So I will say props to you Megan Fox for giving us some fantastic fucking quotes. So in an interview with Express, she said that she was caught stealing cosmetics from a department store when she was 15 years old. And she said, I don't know if the ban was for life, but when I was 14 or 15, I got caught and convicted of stealing Mary-Kate and Ashley Olson cosmetics from a Walmart. Which, first of all, I did not even know that they had a cosmetic line. And secondly... I looked up the timing because I was like, wait, holy shit, she was in that Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. Which one happened first? Like maybe the movie went bad and then she was like, I'm going to fucking take some eyeshadow from your line. But she was in the movie after she stole the cosmetics. So you know what? Maybe she is right and she's like a manifesting queen and she was like pocketing lip gloss and she's like, one day I'm going to see it in person right on their face. And then it happened. All right, and lastly, before we get into her blind items, and then we'll be going over Megan and Michael plastic surgery rumors. Of course, I mean, she's so fucking hot. Everyone has been wondering if she had plastic surgery rumors. And I remember this, I don't know if you do too, is like for some reason, like, you know how certain things back in the day. Like before Twitter or Instagram was really around, it had to be a big news story for it to make it up online cuz like you didn't have a for you page. You didn't really have an algorithm. But I remember this one going around and it was when <laughs> she was trying to prove that she didn't have botox, which is funny by the way, like plastic surgery. Like I- botox is really not plastic surgery. Um I'm pretty sure God knows I've gotten botox. I think a lot of people, I'd say everyone in Hollywood has probably gotten Botox. If Jeff from the vlog squad has gotten Botox, you know what I mean? Anyway, so I always find it cringe when celebrities are like, I am going to come out and say that I got Botox. And it's like, okay, that's like not really that brave, but whatever. Anyway, but this was back in 2011 when she made a Facebook photo album (laughs) called Things You Can't Do With Your Face When You Have Botox. And in it were photos. And then she also had a video of her making the different expressions basically think amelia clark and her eyebrows to prove to fans that her face isn't frozen and it's her doing the 11s and the surprise face and things like that um, to prove that she doesn't have botox which not to be a naysayer but that proves that you don't have botox currently because it wears off girl and it's expensive (laughs) i wish it didn't wear off Okay, so without further ado, I think we should get into some of these blind items, cause uh, I don't know if you've been seeing the same videos I have, but it seems like she fucking hates Machine Gun Kelly right now, and I was just like, I want to know what's going on between them. Now, the first collection of blind items that I pulled are all about her and MGK allegedly doing shit tons of drugs. So let's get into it. We have the first one that says, speaking of drugs, this A-list actress keeps hinting that she is pregnant. That would be a bad thing considering how many drugs she and her three named boyfriend do on a daily basis. We have another one saying, they kissed and made up a couple of months ago, but now the fighting is almost daily because of the substance abuse issues of this three named rapper. The A-list actress is over it at this point. They are about to be one of the first of the three similar couples to split. And when they say three similar couples, I think that would be them, uh, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian, and then Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. So it seems in a lot of these blinds, like they both are using, but MGK is using at a much higher rate than Megan is. Another one here too, this a minus less actress and her betrothed had another huge fight. Their fights are becoming legendary and wonder if there are some substance abuse issues going on with both people. Another one, the coke-booze combo that this A-list, three-named rapper is doing needs to stop. He and his actress girlfriend were asked to leave a restaurant this week. Now, if you have seen things about MGK online, you've probably seen all of his like really weird sound bites talking about liking girls who are 18 or right under 18 or the soundbite where he said that he would fuck Kendall Jenner. And then the interviewer is like, well, she's 17. And he was like, who literally gives a fuck? I'm 24 and 17 is like almost 18, which like here, here's the thing. I'm not saying that he's right. But I am saying that sometimes people online, like you can literally be one day away from 18 and people will be like, you're a fucking pedophile. And then somebody turns 18 and they're like, you're a groomer, but it's legal now. So, like, if somebody's very close to 18, in my mind, it's kind of like they're 18. That being said, if you're like in your 20s, right? <laughs> You really shouldn't be with someone, even if they are, even if they're just about to turn 19. I still think that's too big of an age gap because life stages come into play. So that's one thing. Now, the second thing is why in God's green fuck? would you say that during an interview? It's like, you're obviously trying to be some sort of like controversial edgelord or you really don't give a shit. I mean, maybe you fucking are creepy because it's like, even if like, I'm saying this delicately on a podcast and I'm like, I hope this doesn't get taken out of context, but I know how many people listen to this and I know that I'm not famous. Now, if I was MGK, I would like, I don't know. You just have to wonder like, what do these publicists think? Do these people ever go through media training? Oh, right, the blind items. I forgot about it. This is why I wanted to bring it up. So we have two blind items kind of about this, like, genre. Maybe the three-named rapper has an understanding with his actress girlfriend, which could explain the 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 give-him-the-benefit-of-the-doubt 18-year-old that he was making out with before dragging her inside his hotel this week. And another one saying, what the world is discovering and this A-list, mostly movie actress, is discovering about her rapper... (laughs) Rapid... Rabid. No. Her rapper boyfriend is that he had a don't ask, don't tell policy when it came to the ages of girls he hooked up with. He always liked them young. Now, this one is also kind of sinister and weird, um, which I sometimes feel weird saying that because I'm like, please know that Please know that all of these are alleged, you know? So if one blind item is weird, it's like, is it weird or is it fake? (laughs) It could be either. But this one's weird. It says, while out of the country, this rapper and actress hired an escort. They specifically ordered one who spoke no English. No one knows why. (laughs) Which the blind item is weird, but I love at the end, they're like, no one knows why. I'm like, I don't think anyone knows that it happened (laughs) because it's a blind item. All right, and then this fascinating one here, this will be the last of the MGK blinds, is about Megan Fox, Conor McGregor, and Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, let's get into it. Almost three years ago, this A-list mostly movie actress, who was married at the time and still is actually, turned down some very, very heavy advances from the foreign-born fighter slash serial rapist. What a title. He wasn't nice to her this was at a party after a fight. Fast forward to early 2021, the same fighter called her some names and then made some comments about her boyfriend at an after fight party. That is what led to last night. And sometimes there's news articles that accompany this blind and the news article for that one is, here's the headline. Connor McGregor throws punch and drink at musician Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox on red carpet. And then we have Conor McGregor just called MGK a, quote, little vanilla boy rapper after he tried to punch him in front of Megan Fox, which I have to say, little vanilla boy rapper kind of sounds like a good name for a rapper. It has the little in it. Vanilla is kind of like vanilla ice, which, holy fuck, should I do vanilla ice blind items? What happened to him? All right, and now I want to cover a little bit of Brian Austin Green, the 30-year-old who started dating Megan when she was 18. Um, Let's get into it because he sounds like a big piece of shit. And also, I think what's interesting is that when they first started dating, he was obviously a lot more famous than her. And as, you know, time has gone on, Megan Fox is known, and Brian Austin Green is really, like, not in the news. So just, you know, keep that in mind because... These blind items go through the years and sometimes one year somebody will be A-list and the next year they'll be, you know, C-list or things like that. This A-minus B-plus list actor who is not a nice person and treated his most recent wife like crap as he does most of his exes. Anyway, his current celebrity girlfriend has no idea that he is hooking up with at least one Instagram model, but probably more. And that's about him allegedly treating Megan like shit and currently cheating on his current girlfriend. Now this one I thought was pretty interesting. It says, speaking of thirsty, this former A minus list actor who is still technically married to his actress ex, called the paps to come take some shots of himself and his girlfriend. There were no takers. They were too busy with other clients. Um, And a lot of the blind items kind of just like weave this interesting story that Megan Fox moving on from Brian so quickly made him really lash out because he sounds a little bit like an immature D-bag. All right, here's an interesting one that says, "'This nice guy isn't so nice.'" Celebrity breakups happen with or without a pandemic, but this famous and attractive couple made headlines when they announced their split out of the blue. We thought they were so happy. They promised to make the divorce painless and civil, but that didn't last long, and now the gloves are off. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard might have some competition for most embarrassing divorce. Nasty allegations are about to fly in the custody battle, infidelities, kinky sex games, and drug use. Making it even juicier, the husband's family is siding with the wife, and they vowed to testify against their own son in this split. A friend of the couple sniped, this is going to be messier than Donald Trump's hair during a windstorm. So that's allegedly about the pair. Um, Okay, this one, I actually, I don't believe this blind item, but I'm going to read it anyway. This is allegedly about Zoe Deschanel. A few days after she returned to work, this A-minus B-plus list mostly TV actress on a long-running, still-hit TV show, New Girl, received some flowers and a gift. Not just any flowers or any gift, it was a $1,000 bouquet and a very expensive piece of jewelry. It was from this A-minus B-plus list mostly movie actress. Our television actress put the flowers through a paper shredder and gave the jewelry to her assistant and claimed she bought it just for the assistant. So that would be alleging that Zoe Deschanel does not like Megan Fox, but I'm just confused on this one because I don't know why Megan Fox would be buying her flowers and jewelry. And I also don't think that you can physically put flowers through a paper shredder. So let me know if you think that's about anyone else. All right, now this last one controversial, but I'm going to say that I believe it. This is from Buzz Photo. Which fame-hungry starlet is claiming to be bisexual for attention and to further sexualize her image? Being drunk and making out with other girls at a party to impress the male guests really doesn't count as sexual preference, but she's decided to use it to make her sound more sexy. Now, look, I'm not doubting her sexuality. I'm just saying that her quote about bisexuality is very weird, also paired with this idea of, um... You know, like, I'm not a sex pot, I've only had, like, two men inside me ever, and, like, things like that. I don't know. I'm going to chalk it up to being in a Catholic school for such a long time. I think it really does. Religion really does fuck with your head about that stuff. So now what I want to talk about is the drama between Megan Fox and Michael Bay, because it is, um, it's just, it's pretty crazy. Are you looking to save money on your grocery bill? because every plate is America's best value meal kit and it is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. I used to think that meal kits were very expensive and uh, just honestly took too much time. Grocery shopping would be easier, but I have used every plate and it completely changed my mind. So they have quality ingredients. They come pre-portioned. For me, this is huge. I am typically cooking for one, but not in like the sad way in like a very fun, luxurious way. And sometimes if you need, you know, one tablespoon of white wine vinegar or mustard, you don't wanna buy a huge like five pound bottle. So that's why i personally love every plate. So you can try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code fluently179. That's everyplate.com. The code is fluently179 and you will get meals for just $1.79. It's fantastic. All right. So to talk Megan Fox and Michael Bay, we start at 2003, where she was an extra in Michael Bay's movie, Bad Boys 2, which the minute I think of Bad Boys 2, I just think of the sound bite Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. And um, oh my God, what was it? Sh- shake Your Tail Feather, Shake Your Tail Feather. I don't know who sings it, but it was on like a mixed CD I made back in the day. So I probably listened to it like roughly 200 times. I'm assuming it was in Bad Boys 2, because they say Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. But anyway, so you've probably heard of the story because she recently retold it on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Um, And this is what she talks about when she says about her experience in the movie and with Michael Bay. She says, quote, I had just turned 15 and I was an extra in Bad Boys 2. They were shooting this club scene and they brought me in and I was wearing a Stars and Stripes bikini and a red cowboy hat and six-inch heels. He approved it and they said, Michael, she's 15, so you can't sit her at the bar and she can't have a drink in her hand. So his solution to that problem was to then have me dancing underneath the waterfall getting soaking wet. (laughs) I was an extra in Bad Boys 2. Really? And Yeah. He said, you know, Michael, <laughs> um, she's 15, so you can't sit her at the bar and she can't have a drink in her hand. So his solution to that problem was to then have me dancing underneath the waterfall getting soaking wet. And that's... Perfectly wholesome? At 15. I was in 10th grade. So that's. Wow. And I think that interview clip was really what spurred a lot of these think pieces of, you know, we need to apologize to Megan Fox and the way she's been mistreated in the industry, which no doubt she's been mistreated in the industry. I would, you know, give Michael Bay shade for that. And then I would also say who who put her in that clothing to be an extra? You know, you know what I mean? I just think... I think there are a lot of bad characters involved in Hollywood when something happens and I don't say this to take the blame off of someone I just think it's interesting for us to get like a full-fledged perspective so for example Chris Knopf the sexual allegations that came out against him he played Mr. Big in Sex in the City everybody was like that's awful um he's awful get rid of him He is awful. I absolutely believe those women, but the fact that he died in the first episode of the Sex and the City reboot, I also want to look into who hired him again, because if I've been reading blind items about him for a while, not being great and having this reputation, I find it really hard to believe that people at Sex and the City had no idea that these allegations existed. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's blame Chris But I'd also love to blame someone at sex in the city and hold them accountable and be like, why did you hire him? You could have written him out. He could have died before. Like, what was the reason for this? Um, Things like that. So anyway, I think that story about her being 15 with Michael Bay is obviously disgusting. But I'm also like, who's the person that was like, oh, here's a 15-year-old. We're putting her in a bikini with six-inch heels. You know what I mean? Like, did they have to be six inches? So then we jump ahead four years, and we're in 2007, and we are at the Transformers premiere. It happens, and boom, everybody starts to know Megan Fox's name, and she just absolutely blows up. Then, right before the second Transformer movie's premieres in uh, 2009, this is when we start to get a lot of drama between Megan Fox and Michael Bay. So right before the movie premieres, this is what she says. (laughs) In an interview. God bless Megan Fox and her interviews. So Entertainment Weekly says, you up for a third Transformers? And she goes, sure. I mean, I can't shit on this movie because it did give me a career and open all these doors for me. But I don't want to blow smoke up people's ass. People are well aware that this is not a movie about acting. And once you realize that, it becomes almost fun because you can be in the moment and go, all right, I know that when he calls action, I'm either going to be running or screaming or both. Which which isn't wrong, right? But also probably not great to bite the hand that fed you, you know what I mean? Especially too when it's like you auditioned to be in an action movie and then you're like, fuck this action movie. There's like really not that much drama at all. And it's like, girl, you aud- like you wanted the part, do you know what I mean? Anyway, so... Michael Bay obviously caught wind of what she was saying, and he was asked to respond in an interview. And this is when we get into their catty back and forth. So Michael Bay says, quote, well, that's Megan for you. She says some very ridiculous things because she's 23 years old and she still has a lot of growing up to do. You roll your eyes when you see statements like that and think, okay, Megan, you can do whatever you want. I got it, but I 100% disagree with her. Which talk about middle school bully, passive aggressive, backhanded compliment shit. Like that is what I was used to in middle school. Him being like, well, yeah, she can say that because she's like a young, stupid little piece of shit. (laughs) It's just like so hilarious. So then after this, Megan gives another interview in 2009. And this is when the shit really hits the fan. This is her quote. She says, God. I really wish I could go loose on this one, about Michael Bay. He's like Napoleon, and he wants to create this insane, infamous, madman reputation. He wants to be like Hitler on his sets, and he is, so he's a nightmare to work for. But when you get him away from set, and he's not in director mode, I kind of really enjoy his personality, because he's so awkward, so hopelessly awkward. He has no social skills at all, and it's endearing to watch him. (laughs) now we're back in middle school baby this is the kind of shit that I live for oh you better believe I was like so excited reading through all of this so after that interview happens I think it was in June 2009 then in September of 2009 three anonymous members of Michael Bay's cast write an open letter about Megan Fox accusing her of being quote dumb as a rock The queen of talking trailer trash and about as ungracious a person as you could ever fathom. The day after that open letter goes out, Michael Bay actually comes to Megan Fox's defense on his website. He said, quote, I don't condone the crew letter to Megan and I don't condone Megan's outlandish quotes, but her crazy quips are part of her crazy charm. The fact of the matter is I still love working with her and I know we still get along. I expect even more crazy quotes from her on Transformers 3. Of course, people did ask him about it in interviews and he stood by what he said. So he was asked about it um, in USA Today and he said, quote, it's just she's young. Everyone's got to give her a break. She's only, what, 23? It's just hard. I've traveled around the world with her and she's just like this world symbol now, you know? And then they asked, oh, so you brush her antics under the carpet? And he said, quote, absolutely. She called me after the Hitler comment and went, it's all bullshit, Mike. The press, they just like to pray and stalk and pounce and find a good juicy little thing. But she's always wanted to do these crazy comments. That's just her. She's great. So I thought that's nice, you know, a little bit, we'll get into this when we talk about Michael Bay, a little bit creepy about how he's like, let me keep talking about how she's only 23, fuck yes. (laughs) But, you know, I think what he's saying is true. He's like, yeah, you know, when I met her, she was kind of like a nobody and now she's this international sex symbol. So, you know, it's a little bit of a weird line to walk. Now, after she was in Transformers, she was in Jennifer's Body and Jonah Hex and both of those movies bombed at the box office. And if there's anything to know about Transformers, it's that Transformers fucking did numbers at the box office. Like a blockbuster. Is that why they call it that? It suddenly makes sense because they busted the numbers at the box No, wait. The box the block off. Uh, am I good? Whatever. Michael Bay makes rich movies. He's good at that. He's good at making very very rich movies. Anyway, So Megan Fox then is in these two movies that bomb, and I think people started thinking, like, hmm, maybe she's not the secret sauce, because, like, if she can't make a movie do well on her own, you know, maybe Shia and all of these action scenes are really what make the movies good. Do we need her? Now, allegedly steven spielberg who is the executive producer of transformers is the one who wanted megan fox to be fired after the hitler comment and not to be a part of the third transformers movie so obviously that's what happened we had rosie the victoria's secret model in the third movie, and Megan Fox was not on it. So everybody was like, oh, shit, it's because of her quotes, blah, blah, blah. But then it seems like in 2011, 2012, they met up again a couple of times, and they agreed to work together. And Michael Bay put Megan Fox in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> Woo, box office hit. <laughs> And what Megan said about this was, quote, I've always loved Michael. We've had our battles in the past, but even when I've been really outspoken about difficulties we've had, I've always followed up by saying that I have a particular affinity to him. Which I guess is true, but it's like you weren't as nice as you're saying that you were because you're, you're like, oh, I've always loved him. And, you know, I've talked about him being difficult, but then, you know, I always say how much I love him at the end. Mm, girl, I read the quotes and you were like, he literally wants to be Hitler, but it's kind of cute because he's such a fucking little nerd. So I don't know about that. Then years later in 2017, in a Cosmo magazine article, she says that she was openly regretful about the things she said at a younger age. She said, quote, all I had to do was apologize and I refused. I was so self-righteous at 23. I couldn't see that it was for the greater good. I really thought that I was Joan of Arc. Then in 2020, a bunch of rumors come out after that Jimmy Kimmel interview resurfaces saying that Michael Bay was like preying on Megan Fox when she was underage and things like that. And Megan Fox put out a statement saying, when it comes to my direct experiences with Michael, I was never assaulted or preyed upon in what I felt was a sexual manner. So that's her quote, and let's take her quote at face value and say that it is a fact. And every, to quote Kelly and Troy from Beyond the Blinds, everything from here on out is alleged because goddamn do the blind items paint a little bit of a different picture. Now, look, what I will say is maybe I'm a little fucked up freak, but reading all of these quotes about Megan Fox being like, I'm being a brat. And then Michael Bay being like, I am zaddy and I'm going to punish you. And then Megan Fox being like, I'm a hot brat. And then him being like, it's fine because she's like so young and hot and crazy that like I kind of like all of her comments. Is it hot in here or is it just me? I like, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked in the head. I shouldn't think that this is, you know, erotic, but I kind of do. So I was very excited to read the blind items because I'm like, did they fuck or not? Like, I have to know. Was there any hate sex that happened after all of these crazy interviews? Let's get right on into it, shall we? Starting with A Crazy Days and Nights Blind. Because he essentially made this A-list actress have sex with him to keep her part, this A-list action director, Michael Bay, Couldn't really fire her without being sued. He was eternally grateful that she made some really awful comments about him. They were so awful that the illiterate executive producer, Steven Spielberg, could fire her for cause. The executive producer also tried to cancel the career of the actress and did so for a little bit, but she had a huge admirer in this A-plus-list director, James Cameron, with big box office hits. He is almost the only one who can go toe-to-toe with the executive producer. Very interesting that allegedly James Cameron would uh, go, you know, against Steven Spielberg and be like, you know what? Like, I like Megan Fox and I'm going to do stuff with her. Okay. This was an interesting one, too. The, main, the main, There are so many blind items and I kind of want to save this for Michael Bay's blind items, but whatever. We'll just do it now. There are so many blind items about Michael Bay. And this one night where allegedly he picked up two prostitutes and brought them back to his hotel room and then like got drunk or like was on drugs and passed out and they stole his wallet and his laptop with a script on it. They are mentioned in blind items so much that I went to Google and I was like, I have to see if this story is true because like, you know, it's just like a fact that prostitutes stole his script and I couldn't find it on Google. So this is all alleged. But keep that in mind when we read this next one. The A-list mostly movie actress, Megan Fox, has long spoken out about being sexualized when she was still not old enough to drive. She very vocally called out one A-plus list director for it, although she did leave out the part where she was forced to have sex with him all the time during filming one of the installments. She also, with the exception of one very brief moment in time, has never called out this permanent A++ list mostly movie director, Steven Spielberg, who has a long, quiet history of this type of behavior. It is one thing to call out a known misogynistic director who once had a script stolen by two escorts he hired for the night, but it's another to call out someone who would ruin your career in a second if you said a peep. Like I said, she once said a peep, the quietest of one-line peeps. The next day was a tidal wave that washed over her and she never said anything again. You will notice that the acting director tree under the A++ list director, Steven Spielberg, has never worked with the actress. It is why work becomes increasingly more difficult to find as that tree expands over time. Another one allegedly about her and Michael Bay, this B-list actress who doesn't have a lot of titles under her belt but is still known for a few blockbusters is currently sleeping with the director that she is said in the tabloids to despise. And then this one here too... That says, of course, this A-list mostly movie actress was a mess after filming an installment of this long-running franchise, which she does not do anymore. She was in a relationship, but was having to hook up with the director whenever he wasn't hooking up with strippers and escorts and other actresses who owed their job to the fact that they would sleep with him. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, Me Too has been uh, alive and well in Hollywood. And I got to be honest, I, I still think that it is to this day. I really don't think that. The culture of everything in Hollywood has changed, which is just so sad. And I I mentioned in the Shia LaBeouf episode two weeks ago that I kind of have this crackpot theory that I came up with myself. I think this is just like what, you know, I feel in my my gut and my butt (laughs) is that Megan Fox slept with Michael Bay to get the role, allegedly, right? But then I would say she didn't want to do that anymore. She, you know, fucking hated him. That's why she got into the relationship with Shia LaBeouf to kind of have that protector and, like, oh, you know, well, I'm with the main star now, so, like, you can't, you know, come to my trailer and harass me or things like that. Is any of this true? I don't fucking know. It's just, like, I don't know. I get, like, weird gut feelings, and that's my weird gut feeling. So those are all of the Megan Fox and Michael Bay blind items and now we're going to cover a little bit about Michael Bay and then some of his blind items which is just you know like a cocaine strippers rotted shit that's always fun. Now Michael Bay of course on Instagram I'll be posting photos of him and Megan Fox together but you probably don't know who he is or what he looks like or things like that so pull out your phone and give him a Google. I think, you know, if you're driving and you can't do that, I think that he looks like a mix in between Owen Wilson and Nicolas Cage. And I'm actually going to face, do one of those like morphing things and see what the morph looks like because I swear to God, it's Michael Bay. So he's an American film producer and a director. Obviously he worked on Transformers. He also did Armageddon. He did Pearl Harbor. Basically, if something needs to blow the fuck up, you probably want Michael Bay to be directing it. He has a reputation basically for doing these like movies that a 16 year old boy would want to watch right you have a hot girl you have a car you have something blowing up and he also has a reputation for tons of box office success but he's not really held in like high esteem um in the eyes of film critics which you know is a little bit different like you're probably not going to see michael bay at the Cannes film festival um but you know he lives in miami and that would surprise like literally no one So he was born in L.A. and he was raised by adoptive parents. His mother was a bookstore owner and a child psychiatrist, (laughs) which is like really funny because he's kind of fucked up. (laughs) And his father was a CPA. (laughs) So you have to wonder, once again, in the Venn diagram, like your mother owns a bookstore, a child psychiatrist, and your dad is a CPA. Like I would imagine, I don't know, you turn out to like start a nonprofit or something not doing this. Anyway, so he traces his interest in action films back to an incident during his childhood, which if I were him, I would not tell people this, but whatever. He he says that as a boy, he attached some firecrackers to a toy train and then he filmed the fiery disaster with his mother's camera and the fire department was called and he was grounded. And he was like, yeah, that's where my interest in film started. And I'm like, you're a little arsonist. (laughs) Like what? Um, but who knows? I guess that's just what he did. He got his start interning with George Lucas when he was 15, which is just, like, very funny to think about the world of Hollywood through the male and female lens. At age 15, he was—or when—yeah, when when he was 15, he was interning with George Lucas, and when Megan Fox was 15, he was telling her to stand underneath a waterfall in her bikini. So there is that. Now, he actually first got his start directing commercials and music videos— perform movies and i think that's interesting because i think that ties a lot into the way that he makes a movie when i think of transformers you know commercials and music videos you think i mean transformers kind of was one huge commercial for the u.s military and music video you know all of the hot girls in it it's just like it to me it it ties in very well together and then he also did bad boys with will smith and of course bad boys too the soundtrack. (laughs) He's not married and he has no children. He previously dated uh, a sportscaster named Lisa Durgan and he lives in Miami with three dogs. Now I will say I do think Michael Bay is pretty like self-aware he speaks out about the criticism that he's gotten for his movies and he just here's a quote that he said to slate in 2005 he goes i make movies for teenage boys oh dear what a crime which i always think is interesting it's like yeah his movies are like kind of cheesy shit that like a 16 year old boy is gonna watch but like if he doesn't make it who's gonna make it like somebody has to make a cheesy action movie with a hot girl that's just like such a staple now something else that he's gotten a lot of criticism for is he is also infamous for cutting deals with the US military to use real weapons in a lot of his movies and he even hosted the premiere of Pearl Harbor on an actual aircraft carrier. So according to a report by Wired in 2008, he allowed military personnel to help rewrite the script for the first Transformers movies in exchange for the use of helicopters warships and fighter jets in the movie and he you know allegedly was bragging a lot about his military connections and things like that now megan fox is not the only woman to kind of come forward about a tale with working with mike 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 bay michael bay kate beckinsale worked with him on pearl harbor and she told the daily beast quote i think he was baffled by me because my boobs weren't bigger than my head and i wasn't blonde And apparently when she auditioned, um, Michael Bay told her that if if you get the part, you're going to have to work out. And she said, I just didn't understand why a 1940s nurse would have to work out to get the part. And during the promotion of Pearl Harbor, he said things like, Kate wasn't so attractive that she would alienate the female audience. I didn't want someone who was too beautiful. Women feel disturbed when they see someone's too pretty. I'm not saying Kate's not pretty. When you look at Titanic, Kate Winslet is pretty, but not overwhelmingly beautiful. That makes it work better for women. You know, I don't like the quote. I don't like that he said it. But I do think that he's right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, why do people hate Madison Beer so fucking much? I really do think that women are just, I'm not, I'm not ever going to say, what's the word? Uh, oh my God. What's like everything that Jordan Peterson says, like biologically pro, wired, Women are wired to hate other pretty women. women. Women are biologically programmed to hate other. I fucking hate all of that stuff. This is a little bit of a tangent, but it's like we're biologically wired to X, Y, Z. We, we sit on our toilet and we give ourselves hemorrhoids because we look at our phone for too long in the toilet. You know, like we're biologically wired to like shit in the ground, but we don't do that. I just find it so annoying when somebody's like, I'm, like, wired to, like, fuck everything and, like, be aggressive and evil. And it's like, well, you're also wired to, like, hunt an animal and you don't do that. So, like, don't pick and choose what you're wired to do. People go, like, I don't know, all paleo whenever they want to, like, excuse the bad things that they do. Anyway, back to Michael Bay. I think Michael Bay if I had to guess, I'm really just fascinated by these two. And I would, I would love for them to be like trapped in an elevator together. And I get to watch on the camera what's going on. Cause I think they would fight. I think she would slap him. I think they would fuck. I think that they would both like verbally abuse each other. Um, I mean, it would make for great TV. So I think Michael Bay is like a self-aware douchebag in a sense. And if I had to guess, I would probably say deeply, deeply insecure at the root of it. Ooh, don't you love playing psychologist? Okay. Let's get into his blind items now. We have to start with the prostitutes allegedly stealing the script to his new movie. It's just too great of a story. Thank you NT for this. Let's give it a read. All right. Last week, this A-list director of some very huge films was shooting his new movie. After work, our director went to a local restaurant, as was his routine, where he picked up two local floozies. <laughs> After buying them a few drinks and impressing them with his big shot, I'm a big Hollywood director, come on, our director took the two tramps. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, not my words— Back to his hotel for a night of debauchery. Little did our director know what he was getting himself into. Turns out that this pair of hometown hotties weren't as dumb as our director thought. Which, by the way, I will say, you know that movie with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson where they are women who are scamming men and Anne Hathaway's like, we can do it because men always underestimate women? For sure. Like, if you wanted to kill Michael Bay, send a female assassin, because I'm pretty sure that he thinks that women are, like, just boobs and, like, legs, and that's about it. Okay, anyway, turns out that this pair of hometown hotties weren't as dumb as our director thought. In fact, they were certified pros, if you get my meaning. Word has it ugly pros, too, but hey, what do you want? Okay anyway flash forward for a few hours our director wakes up the next morning feeling all kinds of groggy he discovers his wallet missing and worst of all his laptop stolen on the laptop was reportedly the script to his new movie and several highly secret ultra confident ultra confidential for his eyes only visual fx sequences for the new movie that could be leaked any day now not surprisingly the studio is furious with our director and his utter lack of discretion Another one here, this A-list mostly movie director who once got a script stolen by escorts he hired for the night is a coked out mess, (laughs) which I feel like just kind of sums up um, all of the blinds about Michael Bay. Now, fascinatingly enough, um, you know, Ashley Green from Twilight and Am I Crazy or did she date Joe Jonas? Anyway, um, she pops up in a lot of blinds with Michael Bay. Here's the first one. At a different Super Bowl party last night, this B-list actress who reached her peak in a book-based franchise, blah blah blah, once oh sorry, was hitting hard on the coked out director from the first Blind, which would be Michael Bay. And then this is a very fascinating one from Laney Gossip about the two of them. Lower tier actress, you know her name, is desperate for a bigger break. When she heard that the director was working on a new blockbuster, she begged and begged for a meeting. And he repeatedly kept dicking her around, canceling at the last minute, making her wait for a couple hours before sending the assistant out to tell her that he wasn't showing. I mean, he's a legendary misogynist. And there's nothing he likes more than playing mind games with young actresses. Though he has no intention of putting her in his movies, he's having a great time fucking up her head. So he sent word that he might agree to see her, but only if she loses some weight. This girl was fit to begin with. Like, really fit. So she's starving herself to let go of an extra 10, even though there's not much there to begin with. But it's not like it would help. Again, he's just doing this because he can, for shit and giggles because he's a twisted fuck. As he explained to a colleague, quote, That girl is regular person pretty, and not even really regular person pretty. Definitely not hot enough for one of my movies. And it's like he's almost insulted that she thought she was. Which is why this game, this game is just his way of putting her in her place, of punishing her for actually thinking that she'd be good enough, sexy enough, to be his new model muse. He justifies it by saying he's giving her a life lesson. Oh, and quote, if she offers me a blowjob, I'll take it. One of these days, maybe I'll throw her a favor. Sad part is, she's coming close to it. She's coming very close. We've got another cocaine blind saying this director needs islands of white powder to keep going in every sense of the word. His latest movie may have been a smash hit, but there have been more than a few occasions that he was so wasted he could barely find his way on his own movie set and higher ups had to intervene more than once. Now we do have some blind items about him and Brett Radner, who is also allegedly very, very rotted, but I think, I think I'm going to have to save that. I think one of these days I'm going to do like a rotted director and producer type of episode. So I'm going to save that for those, but just know that allegedly there's a little bit of, um, uh, what do you call it? A tie between those two. All right, and the very last blind item is from The Gossip Life, and it's about, allegedly, Michael Bay and Kate Beckinsale, saying, I was tempted to call this blind item untitled because creepy director sounds like a B-movie, and you definitely wouldn't associate this director with B-movies. This director is considered one of the great auteurs of his generation, but a growing criticism is his objectification of young, barely legal girls in both his personal and professional life. One person who has worked with the director, who I will call A-list, explains that he lives in a world of stunted development and doesn't seem to have grown up with the times. And I would absolutely say that that's true. Just 100%. He just seems stunted and just, I don't know. I don't know. Just like if you gave a teenager like a couple hundred million dollars or something. Wait, hundred million. If you gave a teenager a million dollars, what they would do with it and how they would act. Which, I don't know, it's fine. I just see Michael Bay as, like, if you remade the movie, what is it, The Ghost of Christmas Pass? A Christmas Carol with Scrooge, you know? And they're like, here's why you've been, like, a little shit and you're going to go through and, like, look at your life and things like that. I think it would be so fun if that happened to Michael Bay and they were like, here's the escorts that you fucked over and, like, look at them and, like, what you could have done differently and all of these things. Then he's like, oh, my God, like, I need to change. So I think I would just consider him like a shitty person who is in Hollywood, just like a shitty. I just imagine kind of every director to be like this, which is pretty fascinating. So that is it for Megan Fox and Michael Bay. Please, please, please um, tell me what you think about him head on over to my Instagram this week. I have been collecting Megan Fox rare photos. It's like a new thing I'm doing over on Instagram because it's like we've all seen the photos of them on the red carpet, their own Instagram photos, but I love, I'm such a fucking creep. I love digging for the rare photos. I'm talking like the ones in the early 2000s, the ones where they're posing with a fan, the one that they took using like the iMac photo booth, like things like that. So that's like a new series I'm doing over there. And I also will post photos of Megan Fox and Michael Bay and Owen Wilson and Nicolas Cage combined because I really think that's kind of who Michael Bay is. Anything new? I guess something new since we talked last is that the identity of DuMois has been revealed. If you basically type just about that into Google, you will probably find the Substack article revealing the identity of Dumois. And it's funny because, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know what's gone on. We were blocked by Dumois. It was a sad day. Um, I threatened Dumois in a voice changer voice. You know, nothing happened. I then extended the olive branch and I said that I wanted to be friends with Dumois. Have I considered going Jake Paul on her ass and making some sort of Rap battle diss track YouTube music video and recruiting Kelly from Beyond the Blinds to do a feature on it. Yes, I think about that every day. But I will say, I've been listening to a bunch of Dumois' old um, interviews because back in the day, I mean, she, you know, the podcast said what her real freaking name was they're up on SoundCloud. So I was listening to some of that. And I was like, a couple months ago, I'm like, Dumois needs to unblock me. Imagine the things we could do together. It would be amazing. We're both in New York. And then I listened to some of her podcasts and I was like, oh, like, you know what? I really don't think we would be friends. <laughs> I think she would help me with ketchup packets. If you get what I'm saying, it was like that type of vibe. I, I just feel like she would be a bitch. And maybe she's not, but I feel like in the podcast too, she was like, sometimes I'm kind of a bitch. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I'm not saying anything that she hasn't said about herself. But anyway, the identity is out there. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. If I were her, I would be like, dude, put your name out there and start going to some events and like brand yourself as this like Perez Hilton type person. But who knows? Who knows what will happen? Also, as I am literally sitting here sweating, it's so hot and I can't record with a fan on or the AC because it'll make noise. So I'm literally, I'm literally drenched in sweat right now. Anyway, but I just got a little alert on my phone. You've probably already heard about it. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial verdict has been delivered in Johnny Depp's favor. And I got to say, I was surprised by that one um, just because like when NT was on here, he was basically saying how he lost the, what was it, defamation or libel case in the UK. And, you know, I will admit watching Amber Heard, um, to me, her testimony was hard to watch. I think that they're both, you know, rotted people who have done rotted shit to each other. Um, and But I thought what was interesting is that the jury, I think, was... Seven men and two women, I think, or maybe it was five men and two women. All I'm saying is that I think that was pretty interesting. And I do wonder if it was more of a mostly female jury, if the case would be different, but who knows? So, anyway, that's that. Thank you for hanging out with me this week. And I'm very excited to talk to you guys next week. And as always, fluentlyforward.substack.com is where we have a newsletter every Friday that just like, you know, pulls in a little bit more blind items than we are able to get to here. Also, if you head over to Instagram, we have started the Pay It Fluently Forward program. So this is something, this podcast, I do it along with my nine to five job. Um, And, you know, now that we have some lovely, fantastic sponsors, shout out to Everplate, baby. um, I want to take a third of what I make for every podcast and just give it back to listeners and those who support the podcast, because this, I mean, we wouldn't have sponsors if people like you weren't listening and sharing. So I'm I'm always very aware of that. And basically, I want to give back to other people who are starting passion projects, because if anyone knows how hard it is to get something like this off the ground, trust me, it is me. Uh, Yeah, this is kind of like five years in the making. So if you want to head over to my Instagram, I have a highlight on the page, you can submit ongoing submissions and every month we give back a third of what we make on the podcast so if you have a small business uh, a nonprofit you started if you've got an etsy store even a passion project a podcast of your own that you want to share out just submit it there and then that way we can have this little community of uh you know people who listen to fluently forward might want to listen to other things that other listeners are doing or getting involved with there so head over there to check that out and i will talk to you guys next week